Well, it seems like both yesterday and forever ago, if that makes sense. That's how John Killian describes the day his son got a life-changing diagnosis. I still remember, you know, the exact setting, the, the words that were said. It's one of those things in your life that you just don't forget. It was 17 years ago. Sam was diagnosed when he was three years old. For John and his wife, Stephanie, that's 17 years of not knowing what the future holds for their son. 17 birthdays, and every one of them spent hoping Sam will survive until his next. The signs were there, but they were subtle. As a toddler, Sam just wasn't developing like their other kids. He was sitting, but not standing at the right times. And he's the fourth of our four kids. So we, we were pretty in tune with what kids were doing at what age. And, but we also knew that kids developed at different speeds. And so we weren't too, too worried. Even Sam's pediatrician didn't notice anything wrong at first. Then one day, the family was playing at a park around the corner from their house. And Sam broke his leg. That's how we ultimately got the diagnosis. He had a cast on his leg for six weeks and was having trouble recovering from that. We went to a physical therapist to try and get him some help. And ultimately, she's the one who told my wife, hey, I think that Sam might have muscular dystrophy. Hi, I'm Jordan Gosporé a member of the University of Southern California's Center for Health Journalism. This is Targeting the Toughest Diseases, a podcast from Bloomberg Media Studios and Vertex Pharmaceuticals. In this series, we look at some of humanity's most challenging diseases and how Vertex, a Boston-based biotech company, is using innovative tools, methods, and a unique philosophy to search for treatments and cures. Today, we're looking at Duchenne muscular dystrophy, or DMD. That's what Sam was diagnosed with. It's the most common muscular dystrophy in children, mostly affecting boys. Until recently, children with DMD were not expected to live beyond their teens. Before Sam was diagnosed, there really was sort of an approach that there wasn't much you could do, and you just sort of took care of your kids and loved them. Sam is now 20 years old. Like most people that age, He's still trying to figure out what he wants to do with his life. Sam went to college. He was super excited to be able to go to college. He'd really like to go into some kind of counseling. He said, hey, I think, you know, my life experiences would be good to be able to counsel people. And, and so I thought that was a, a really good path for him to go down. He ultimately would like to do that, live on his own and, you know, have a job and a career. But I think he's still trying to figure out how that's going to work for him. Duchenne muscular dystrophy affects one in every 5,000 newborns. The symptoms usually appear between the ages of three and five. It's caused by mutations in a particular gene. That gene produces a protein called dystrophin. Dystrophin helps protect our muscle fibers from damage whenever they contract and relax. But the DMD mutations means there's not enough dystrophin in the body. The result is progressive muscle weakness and deterioration. Children born with DMD gradually lose their muscle mass and are eventually unable to walk. Over time, they often develop heart and breathing issues.
I remember even at the age of 10, uh, sitting in the living room and there, would, there was a Labor Day weekend telethon in which children with neuromuscular diseases were depicted. That's Dr. Mena Skavina. And I just remember thinking, I can't imagine not being able to dance or play sports or do the things that we were so active in. Those TV telethons influenced young Mena in a big way. So at that time, it was almost like a light went off and I thought, I think I'm going to do things to try to help these kids and started having fundraisers in my backyard. Eventually, Mena went to med school and is now director of the Neuromuscular Clinic at Nemours Children's Hospital in Delaware. She's also a clinical care team advisor at Parent Project Muscular Dystrophy. Dr. Scavena has been working with families for 25 years. She's seen how DMD affects a number of different systems in addition to muscles. We're learning more and more that also the brain, which is affected in the sense of we do see autism spectrum issues. We see some cognitive and learning issues. There can be um, things such as um, obsessive compulsive disorder. So it really involves brain, heart, lungs, muscles. It's an incredibly complex disease, and there's a long history of studying it. It was a a Dr. Duchenne, actually, Dr. Guillaume Duchenne in France um, in the 1800s that began to describe a boy who had this condition and then started to amass a a number of children and and described it in more detail. And so he noticed that they, they were weak, they had enlargement of their calves, difficulty walking, and progressed over time. The genetic link was identified 30 years ago. I was actually in um, medical school and remember sitting in a class when the news sort of broke and people thinking, oh, wow, we we now know the gene. And so within my lifetime, um, that has been discovered. And then that led to a cascade of more discovery, understanding the protein in more detail. And so it was really a breakthrough. With that breakthrough came medications and treatments to help alleviate some of the symptoms of the disease, including steroids, physical therapy, surgery, ventilators for patients who need help breathing, and heart medication. All of these developments have helped improve the quality of life for people living with DMD. They have also created the hope of longer lives. I'm 41 now, um, which was, you know, completely unheard of. John Ray Hasty is an extraordinary example of how modern medicine has extended the life of DMD patients. He uses a ventilator, which affects his speech. I knew people with Duchenne at school, and most of them died. I think the oldest one lived till age 30. When John was diagnosed as a toddler in England, he was never expected to live past his 20s. I remember reading in a magazine that there was a, an adult who was 40 years old with Duchenne, and I think that really... So kind of opened my eyes. I think I might have been 27, 28 at the time. I thought I was coming to the end and like maybe had a year or so left. John has tried just about every kind of medical help available. I mean, obviously there was the steroids. When I took them, it was very experimental. They only took them for about five years. They may have extended my ability to do things for maybe a year or so, but not enough to really transformed my life. What has transformed his life is a ventilator, a machine that looks like a mouthpiece or a mask that goes over his nose and helps him breathe as his respiratory muscles have weakened. He also uses a system that simulates coughs 
which helps clear mucus out of his lungs. I wouldn't be here without the ventilation. And I think uh, that's probably the single most important thing because otherwise your lungs would deteriorate and in your you know, late teens, early 20s, and you would get a chest infection and you wouldn't be able to fight it off. And that's how you would die. His ventilator, along with his heart medication, have allowed John to attend college, obtain his PhD, and even make a documentary featuring adults with DMD doing inspiring things with their lives. Spending time with others with a condition is a constant reminder that at 41 years of age, he is definitely the exception. To look at me and treat me as a typical case of Duchenne, I think, would be wrong. That's because there aren't, isn't really a, a typical case. You don't know how you're going to be affected by it. You don't know what's to come. Everything helping John and Sam live with DMD falls under the category of management of the symptoms. There's nothing really right now for these patients that gets at the underlying cause, but we understand the biology and have an approach that we think could be transformative. That's Dr. David Altschuler, the chief scientific officer at Vertex Pharmaceuticals. As a company, Vertex focuses on diseases with huge unmet needs. In the case of DMD, Vertex is investigating a genetic treatment. Most companies seem to operate where they have a what they call a platform. They'll pick a given approach. It might be small molecule pills, or it might be RNAi, or it might be protein therapeutics, gene therapy, what have you. And they then look for places to apply it. We have decided to be agnostic to modality and use whatever tools needed. When patients have a serious disease and the underlying cause is known, it usually ends up that it needs a specific and bespoke solution. So we've turned it around and said, we're not in the business of having a hammer and looking for nails. We're in the business of looking for patients in need and gathering whatever tools are needed to make a difference for them. And what we've discovered is that actually we can make that work and it opens up the possibilities so there are diseases that we can work on and potentially help people that we otherwise couldn't do. Dr. Allison McVie Wiley leads Vertex's research team targeting Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Duchenne muscular dystrophy is caused by a mutation in a gene known as dystrophin, or the DMD gene. And that gene is one of thousands of genes that we have in our cells. As part of research into this area, Vertex and other companies are using something called CRISPR-Cas9, highly sophisticated technology that uses gene editing. CRISPR technology is thought to work by removing, adding, or altering DNA. And you can think of Cas9 like a microscopic pair of scissors. It allows researchers to cut the strands of DNA at a really specific spot. What type of DMD patients will these potential new treatments help? Our initial programs were targeting a subset of patients, but our hope is that we'll be able with time to expand the program and treat as many DMD patients as possible. At the end of the day, gene therapy or gene editing truly is personalized medicine, which is actually one of the most amazing things about it. Dr. McVie Wiley knows the disease has a long history, but she's hopeful a potential treatment is on the horizon. I'm a geneticist by training. And to be honest, when I was training like 20 years or so ago, 
I always thought, wouldn't it be fantastic if you could treat a genetic disease by actually correcting or repairing the mutations that patients have in their DNA? And to think only 20 years later that we have the potential to do that, it's just phenomenal, actually. It's incredible. So that's what excites me. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here at Vertex to really, you know, work at a company that has the commitment to kind of be on that cutting edge. Until a cure is developed, John Ray Hasty continues to serve as an example to others in the DMD community. It, it took me, well, it was quite a while before I really thought I actually had a future. A future, yes, but an uncertain one. John has made an effort to get the most out of the days when he's feeling good. He's gotten his PhD, established an advocacy group for people with muscular dystrophies, run by people with muscular dystrophies, and he's married. We like to do a lot of things together. We play computer games. We do a bit gardening and just other hobbies, just like going out for meals, going out, socializing, and meeting up with friends and just enjoy spending time together, really. They're even planning a vacation in Florida. I'm really looking forward to that. Just hope that we can get there with no issues beforehand. That's always the caveat. He makes plans, and he hopes for the best. It's hard work, particularly being independent and advocating for yourself, and it does get exhausting. But I, I do think the prospects for young people with Duchenne now is even greater than they were for me. This is Targeting the Toughest Diseases, a podcast from Bloomberg Media Studios and Vertex Pharmaceuticals. If you like what you hear, subscribe and leave us a review. I'm Jordan Gosporé. Thanks for listening.